1: Rachel Haynes has been good enough to join us. Rachel's been a star on the field for a long, long period of time, and she was a star off the field as part of SEN's team in Sydney. It's great to have her on my show. Rachel, thanks for joining me. I thought this was your day off, but uh, you're backing up again. Thanks a lot for your time.
0: Yeah, no worries, Dwayne. Thanks for having me.
1: It is nice to have you on. It's, uh, It's so many talking points out of the SCG test. What sticks in your mind now that the dust has settled?
0: Yeah, well, I think the most obvious one that comes to mind is uh, Australia's spin uh, options heading over to India, and particularly that first test in Nagpur, um, and also just generally the makeup of their team. We saw them going to to this test at the SCG on a turning wicket with two spinners and, and two pace pacemen in Josh uh, Hazelwood and uh, Pat Cummins. But whether or not they'll keep the same make-up, how fit Cam Green is, there's just lots to unpack.
1: So. Have you got an opinion as to who might be the second spinner for the first test? I know we're all, and they were invested in Ashton Agar, but didn't do much damage. So uh, do you think there might be a chance that a Mitch Webson could get a, a, a look in? Is uh, there uh, Adam Zampa, there's young spinners, there's old spinners? Who who could be the guy?
0: Yeah, it's a really uh, topical question at the moment. And I think they would want to have uh, two spinners who could be, you know, both sides of, of the bat, or either side of the bat, so to speak. So you, you want someone who can bowl to both, or to a left and a right-hander. Um, so that, I think, is the, the reason why Ashton Agar is in there at the moment as left-arm orthodox. But, yeah, certainly Mitch Schwepson has been someone who's spent some time around the team in the past. I know there's absolutely huge raps on Todd Murphy, who's currently playing in the Big Bash for the Sydney Sixers, but he's a right-arm-off spinner who's, who's similar to Nathan Lyon. And, and whether they'd want to pick two, two bowlers who could turn the ball Uh, the same way I'm not too sure about. So, yeah, there's certainly lots for the Australian selectors to ponder.
1: So Mitch Stark's not going to play in the first test. Is there no way known that they would just trust um, Travis Head, Steve Smith, Manus Labuschagne to do the second spinner role?
0: I think that's a lot to to put on them, and and particularly with the opposition that we're coming up against in India. They're just absolutely ruthless um, and, and so good to spin. So it's a bit of a risk just to throw in a a part-timer and assume that they're going to be able to perform that job of a a genuine second spin option. I think that the difficult thing for Agar is that he just hasn't played a lot of red ball cricket. So we've seen him really, um, you know, putting some fantastic performances in the white ball game. He's very much a part of the Australian team in, in that particular format. But yeah, I think yesterday um, as well, he didn't have the pick of the ends too, so he wasn't bowling into as much rough as what Nathan Lyon was. But even so, he, he didn't probably, um, you know, get the performances on the board in terms of taking wickets, which is what Test Cricket's all about. You you need to be able to take those 20 wickets. So, yeah, it's a, a tough one, um, whether or not that, that then brings Mitch Schwepson into the conversation to, to take um, his position. I don't know that the Australian selectors will do that. I think they might try and show a bit of, bit of faith in Ashtonagar here.
1: Who did you think was man of the series, Rachel?
0: <laughs> Jeez, that caught us all by surprise, didn't it? Um, yeah, look, I think that, uh, you know, Pat Cummins and probably Travis Head as well were, were probably two players which you know, I thought had really consistent outstanding performances throughout that series. You know, Travis Head getting runs on di- at, in difficult conditions up at the Gabbo when the ball's see around everywhere and no one could really get started, oh, I thought he was he was pretty stiff and um, certainly Pat Cummins uh, was right up there as well.
1: Joe Haynes is back with me. A text on the way back to Rachel. Why play a second spinner? A third-place option is better as a wicket-taker regardless of the pitch, and that is the essence of it. I mean, there is that opportunity to play. Well, there's Stark not playing in the first test, but Cummins, Bolan, Hazelwood, Morris... Uh, so the selection of the squad is going to be interesting as well, Rachel. So we're all just waiting for the squad first before we have opinions on what we might be able to go with. What do you think the three fast pace options are going to be? Is it, is it Bolan, Hazelwood, Cummins, do you think? Welcome back to you.
0: Yeah. Um, look, I, I think that will probably be... Um, the lineup, particularly in the subcontinent. So, definitely in Australia, it's a different conversation, I think. And we even saw that at the SCG, perhaps having a, another SEMA in hindsight might have been the way to go as opposed to um, Renshaw in the lineup. But when you get into different conditions, there's other factors to consider. And quite often in the, the subcontinent, um, you know, spin just plays such a, a huge role. Uh, but the listener is absolutely right. I suppose that the big concern for Australia is just being so unsure on who that second uh, spin bowler is. There's no, I suppose, strong candidates that uh, you know, take the ball away from the bat as opposed to what Nathan Lyon does at the moment. So, yeah, I would think given how well Scott Bolan has, has bowled and just his, his performances, that he would be that, that third option, particularly if uh, Mitch Stark isn't fit um, for, for that first test.
1: Do you think we might get a bit of a shock in India or do you think our form is going to hold up pretty well, especially given the form of our batters? But uh, different conditions, maybe different story?
0: Yeah, it is going to be a different challenge for our batting group. Uh, I think we've seen such a dominant summer over here from our, our batters. Uh, they all pretty much got runs and not just sort of half centuries or anything like that. We saw most of them go on and get really big hundreds, which is always a really good sign. But the subcontinent does pose a different challenge altogether. You've you've got to have the game in order and not just against spin, at times against the reverse swing as well. So, yeah, it's certainly going to pose a different challenge. And I think for our bowling group too, um, they're they're going to have to have really solid plans in place. India is so strong at home and they've got some batters who can take the game right away from you. You know, We've seen Virat Kohli uh, find some form at the right time and he's a, a fantastic player. It'll be interesting to see what India do as well. Um, We haven't seen someone like Jadeja come come back into their squad for quite some time, whether he's just completely on the outer. He's someone who's given us trouble in the past. So, yeah, it's really interesting, I think.
1: And the bulk of that group is going to continue as being the bulk of the group for England as well?
0: Yeah, I would have thought so. Definitely from a a batting group perspective. I think, uh, you know, they've earned the right through their performances to... So I suppose um, continue on, and, and barring injury in India or, or someone just absolutely having I mean, a, a complete shocker, I can't see that um, the the squad will change too much uh, from a batting perspective heading over to the UK. Maybe the only discussion point might be, you know, potentially someone like Hanscom, whether or not he stays on for for England, or whether you know Marcus Harris is is around, and, and those sorts of things.
1: And have you got a? Well, how accurate do you think DRS is? Is it hundred percent in your mind? <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: look, I've certainly stood on the field as a player at sometimes and and not quite understood how uh, the ball tracking has reached the conclusion that it has. Um, yeah, it's a tricky one. And look, they they've already made it very clear that the technology isn't a hundred percent correct, and that's why we have umpires' calls still. But yeah, certainly at at different stages, and particularly different venues, and the height that different bowlers come from. uh, You know, there's been times where I've fielded at point, for example, and I felt like the ball isn't going over the stumps, and it's it's shown to be going over uh, through by the technology. So, yeah, look, I certainly understand that it's it's not easy, and and we're we're definitely making the the decisions based on uh, the best information that we have and the best technology available at, at the moment, but. Yeah, it certainly feels as though at times um, the ball's either doing more or not quite um, what you you might think it is on field.
1: Do you think we'll ever get a different colour ball that is better than the red one or do you think we're going to be stuck with the red ball because the pink ball and the white ball are going to have different characteristics and never going to deliver what the red ball, be it Duke or Kookaburra, has always delivered for us?
0: Yeah, this is probably another point, and I think, you know, obviously there's a a lot of talk around the rain and the impact that that's had on the Sydney Test, but I think in Test cricket more generally, uh, certainly this issue around bad light and and going off at at various times for that, I think is something that we we really need to try and address, and definitely the game needs to be safe for players. That's number one, we can't continue in conditions which are, are unsafe for players, but you'd like to think in this day and age that we'd be able to come up with a a solution, um, you know, that enables the the players to, to go, to continue playing, even if, um, you know, the light isn't as as good as it could be. The pink ball, uh, you know, has found its place in test cricket, but more from a a day night perspective. And I think the reason for that really is just because it doesn't do as much in the day, as opposed to to what it does at night under lights. Um, So, yeah, that, there definitely needs to be a solution and a resolution, I think, but we haven't quite found it at this point in time.
1: Yeah, well, we'll have to just hope that the money that they invest into it um, allows us to get something a little brighter because we can't have big periods of play with the lights on, but no play happening during the day when there's no rain. It is a little bizarre that that was the case in Sydney. I'm not for moving the Sydney test. Gerard Whateley was hot on it. Rachel, he was pushing hard. Get that Sydney test moved away. I kind of like the Sydney New Year's Test idea. It's tradition, um, and I know we can move it and have uh, the pink test some other time, but I don't mind where it is. Where do, you, where do you sit with that?
0: Yeah, I really like the spot that it has in the calendar. I think, as now a Sydney sider, a former Melbournean, but now a Sydney sider, hmm. I think it has a really special place in the sporting calendar in New South Wales as well. And we saw just how loyal the supporters were throughout that match, even when, um, you know, day three was was um, completely washed out. There were still 23,000 people that stayed in their seats and were really keen to see some play. So probably people, what people don't want to hear is the week leading in and, and certainly this week is just completely clear skies, um, beautiful weather forecast. <laughs> so, yeah, un- unfortunately, we, we certainly haven't um, struck any luck with the weather over the last couple of years, but... Yeah, I think it, it would take a lot to move it from its its time slot that it's in at the moment.
1: Great to have you, Rachel. It was great working with you, I've got to say. So uh, thanks for your time today and uh, thanks for your help over the course of the last five days. We'll talk soon.
0: Yeah, no worries. Thanks, Dwayne.